0: Listen 56 podcast, go right now, you play now, the 56 podcast is on now, go now, listen now.
1: 56 Nation, we keep bringing the heat. You guys keep listening and checking us out, man. We appreciate it. If you're not already, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at the 56 Podcast. And we're on all social media at the same thing, at the 56 Podcast. Subscribe to us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you can get podcasts, you can find us there. We're bringing you new stuff.
2: 56 Nation, we're back again this week. With our AFC East fan episode, we're going to talk Jets. We're going to talk Dolphins. We're going to talk Bills. And, of course, we're going to talk about the defending AFC East champ, the Patriots. But we got something special for you this week. We are moving from not only audio. You're going to be able to see us now. Look for us at, on Twitter and on Facebook. We're going to be switching a lot of stuff over to YouTube on our YouTube channel soon. It's going to be real good.
1: Hey, yo, Trey. I'm excited about it. Let's jump right into the AFC East, man, because this is a division where there's a lot of storylines going on this year, a lot of change, a lot of turnover. What's the biggest factor in the division this year, in your opinion?
2: Well, the biggest factor this year is going to be the addition of Cam Newton to the New England Patriots. A lot of people think that it's going to be down and out year for the Patriots, but I'm going to tell you right now, people are going to remember who Cam Newton is. I got the Patriots winning that division. I got them winning 10 games, man. Because Cam Newton's going to bring something that we've never seen. And if anybody thinks that Bill Belichick can't put something together on the fly with a guy like that, then you're crazy, dude. The Patriots are going to win that division, and Cam Newton's going to be a big part of it. That's what I think the biggest thing happening this year is.
1: Yeah, I like that. I mean, it's hard to bet against Cam Newton when he's healthy. I mean, he's one of the – he's got to be one of like the – the, the next wonder in the world, man, because he just does things that nobody else can do. I saw some of the, like, videos from the Patriots' uh, Twitter. He's standing next to, like, offensive linemen making them look like school children. I mean, that guy is a giant. Um, I do like what Buffalo did in getting uh, Stephon Diggs, though I think one of their primary corners may have opted out this year, if I'm not mistaken. I got I to gotta check my notes on that. That might not be fully right.
2: Avius um, White has opted out, is what I heard just a few weeks ago, unless he's changed his mind. The last thing I heard was Davis White. I I think he's a top three cornerback in the league. Yeah. He's out.
1: That's a big loss. And then, of course, in Miami, I mean, God, Tua, Tua mania. It's it's hard not to get caught up in that. Um, you know, I know Dolphins fans love him. Uh, they got a great coach, if you ask me down there, Brian Flores. Uh, I just the, – the defense played well last year. I think they probably played better than expected. I just – I need to see more of it all coming together. I like Devontae Parker. Last year, was that season kind of who he is, or was that just an aberration? Those are some questions to be answered for the Dolphins team.
2: I think the Dolphins are going to do real well this year. To be quite honest, we're going to give our breakdown on uh, first to last in that division soon, and I'll tell you a little more about them then. But right now, the Dolphins, you just brought up Tua. Uh, One of our guests is actually going to help get across a point that I heard on YouTube earlier that Tua might be fighting for the backup spot in Miami, which I think is interesting. But I don't think it's going to matter. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to lead that offense, and that defense that you just mentioned is going to be a lot better this year, man. They added a lot of pieces on that defense.
1: I hope so, man. They're they're one of the original, like not original, but they're one of those legacy teams from the Marino days. I want to see them, you know, get back to glory and and everything like that. Um, and then we got the Jets, and that's the one team we haven't really mentioned yet. And if you look at that division, you know, they're they're kind of the they're the Jets. I don't know what to say, you know. They got a lot of famous fans, but not a lot of output on the field. Um, I just – I don't know what to think of that team because I, they, they're kind of a mess. Uh, the coach is, is is a different kind of guy. But the one thing I'll give him is, he, you know, he follows his convictions. Um, now, whether or not that equates to wins or not is a whole different conversation, and so far they haven't. Um, there's, there's this infatuation with Sam Darnold that I personally do not understand, but I know a lot of Jets fans do. They really, really, really like Sam Darnold and so do a lot of experts. Um, I just, I want to see more of it on the field turn into positive results before I really get behind that guy.
2: The two things I'm taking from the Jets this offseason, one, they lost Jamal Adams. It's going to be a big deal, okay? Uh, They're going to plug and play, guys. They're going to be fine. The defense is going to be about the same thing you saw last year. And then the other thing, that I just heard the other day, which is real interesting. You got um, – what's his face? What's the running back there? Uh,
1: Le'Veon Bell and Frank Gore.
2: Le'Veon Bell, yeah. And that's funny that I, I forgot his name, to be honest with you, because that means he's, he's kind of dwindling into irrelevancy, dude, because he was such a big part of the NFL and what the NFL has been, dude, about the guy that could catch it out of the backfield. I mean, wasn't he, uh, like, catching, like, what was it, like 60 balls? Uh, a year for the uh, Steelers plus he was rushing for over a thousand like he was catching from a thousand running for a thousand he was a big deal and now not so much so but back to my point the thing that I heard recently that's really interesting is Mr. Frank Gore the ageless wonder the dude's like 170 years old he is splitting carries with the first team and uh the, in the offseason programs right now man and I'm or not off the training uh training camp programs so that's kind of interesting because that means Frank Gore is going to Take some of the carries away from uh, your man, so I don't really think that's going to bode well for him. I don't look for the Jets to be good this year. Six games, maybe they might win. And I'm I'm with you on Sam Darnold. I just don't know why. I don't think I don't I don't see the stats are much better than what Geno Smith was. West Virginia boy, by the way. <laughs>
1: I just got to see it on the field is all, and and we'll change our tune to that real quick if we see it. Um, so, the way I have this division stacking out. I got – I'm going to go with Buffalo 1, Patriots 2, Miami 3, Jets 4. Do you disagree with any of that?
2: Yeah, I disagree with that. I'm not high on the Bills. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not high on Josh Allen. And you know what? Prove me wrong. He had a good year last year. Prove me wrong. Do it again. Okay? I got the Patriots winning the division. Like I said, Cam Newton is going to be a – it's going to surprise a lot of people what they're going to do, dude. And I don't think it should be a surprise because we know what the coach there is capable of. They're going to win 10 games. They're going to win – they're going to go 10 and 6. And it might even be a 9 and 7 type deal where they, like, win the division on a tiebreaker with Buffalo. I got Buffalo in second. And then I've got Miami nipping at both their heels this year. Miami looks like an 8 and 8 team. They're going to improve. I love what the coach is doing down there. Okay? So, I think Miami could surprise a lot of people this year. Like I said earlier, the Jets are still 6 and 10 team. They are not good. Okay? What they did last year to my Cowboys – you're not going
1: to see stuff like that this year. That was a lot. Well, we'll see, man. Hey, listen, Patriots fans, you guys got a lot going on this year, a lot of change. I think it's going to be good change. So we went out and got the social media go. You can find them online at Pats underscore Socks underscore Hawks. Good dude, man. A lot of good opinions out there. You put him out there and he went for it.
2: Yeah, he said a lot of good things about the Pats. Uh, a lot of things I'd agree on. I think you agreed on a lot, too. Check him out.
1: First of all, obviously, the big thing going on in New England is the quarterback situation. Are you comfortable with Cam Newton out there?
3: Uh, I'd say so. I'm not 100% sure because, of course, he's been hurt for the past couple of years. Uh, but it's going to be pretty exciting because for the first time in my entire life, I get to see a quarterback, like, actually run. So that'll be pretty good, I guess. Uh, he's definitely physically an upgrade over Brady, but I don't, I don't know. Brady's one of the smartest QBs ever, so that's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. Is All it, right. oh, Go ahead, Trey.
2: Yeah, and um, one of the biggest concerns from last season was those wide receivers. Y'all dropped a lot of passes. Um, do you think that's going to change this year? You think guys' hands will be a little more sticky this year?
3: Uh I think so Uh, maybe the first month of the season because uh, the biggest reason for that was definitely because you had receivers that were hurt guys that shouldn't have been drafted where they were drafted uh, out there making plays. Uh, I I think it's just got to be like a cohesion thing. And uh, also I I think, I think separation is definitely going to be a little bit more uh, crucial. To the Patriots than uh, than like catching because the uh, Keo can catch, uh, Sanu can catch. I know Edelman dropped a lot of balls, but he normally comes through in a clutch. Uh, yeah, and then with the with having any tight end at all is better than whatever the hell Matt LaCoste was last year. Right.
2: Yeah, I think Cam Newton's going to help that out a lot too.
3: Yeah, I I also hope that uh he helps out Sony. I know me and the rest of Patriots Twitter have been kind of uh cyberbullying him a little bit, but uh it seems to be working.
1: Speaking of so, like social media. Whenever you look at a, a Patriots post that has a picture of Cam Newton in it, the comments are pretty divided. I I know it's hard to let go of a quarterback like Brady. It doesn't seem like you guys are really ready to let that happen even though maybe the organization was is that accurate?
3: Uh I'd say yeah, I'd say it's fifty fifty. I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, you know, you got an entire generation of fans that, you know, including me, barely remember anything pre-Brady. So they're gonna be a little hesitant, but I think, you know, once they see the the swagger and the confidence and uh and sort of the mobility that uh a Cam Newton can bring, uh, I think is good. I also think it's kind of stupid that uh we don't try to rally around Cam or whoever the starter is going to be, which is probably going to be Cam now.
2: Patriots fans, are you guys kind of low-key rooting for the Buccaneers this year?
3: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I know I am. I mean, Tom's given me a good 20 years. I mean, you can – I don't know why this – this is a stupid thing. I don't know why you can't be a fan of your team but also kind of support, you know, one of your favorite players on the side
1: right? Um, what team do you guys hate the most or do you hate the most in the AFC East?
3: In the AFC East, uh, the Jets. Why is that? Uh, Jets fans uh, tend to be Jersey trash. Uh, they're kind of... Ooh, I went to a game in the Meadowlands that uh, they won back in 2015. Oh, God, that was not a good-looking crowd. <laughs> All right, hey.
2: With that said, with that said, you're talking about uh, teams you might you might dislike in the AFC East. What team gives you the most concern this year, as far as uh, winning and losing?
3: Uh, it's definitely the Bills because on paper the Bills have the best roster. Uh, luckily Josh Allen still can't hit the side of a barn, so yeah, I, I think we'll be all right. But. I, I'm not really mad that people are picking the Bills to win the division. Uh, they got a top five defense. Their offense is top ten when their quarterback's accurate.
2: Man, uh, the, yeah, me, yeah, me personally, I'm kind of against the Bills winning that division. I'm a little lower than most people are. I think they're a little overrated. I think it's going to be the Pats and possibly the Dolphins. What are your feelings on the Dolphins?
3: Uh, I think I think they're third place because – they're still in that rebuild mode. Like, it's, it's hard to be one of the worst rosters, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're competing for a division title. It doesn't really happen too often.
1: I like the trash talk, Michael. So, we're going we're gonna to finish it out like this. We're going to play a little game, uh, right. a word association. I'm going to give you the name of each of the teams, one by one, in the AFC East. I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to mind, all right? All right. The Dolphins. Rebuild. The Jets. Ghosts. The Patriots. Champs. The Bills. Tables. (laughs) Yo, where are the Buffalo Bills fans at? I've been to Buffalo. It's serious out there. They get serious about the football team out there. So we had to get somebody serious for you. We got Danielle Renee. You can find her at social media at Danielle with a Y, Renee BB. She does a podcast herself at the Mafia Mavens. Let me tell you something. When you talk about somebody who knows their team, she's that. She's that, man. All right. So we're going to jump right in here, um, talk to you a little bit about the Bills. First and foremost, uh, how do you feel about the upcoming season? Are you excited? Are you ready?
4: I am really excited. Um, It's kind of a big bummer that, you know, Bill's Mafia can't be there to watch pretty much most of the games, Um, except, you know, when we play the Dolphins, and I guarantee it's going to be 90% Bill's fans anyway down there. But, (laughs) um, you know, I am really excited. I think this is going to be a pivotal season for the team as a whole, For Josh Allen entering his third season, having Stefan Deggs and Cole Beasley and John Brown and Gabe Davis, who is like this camp standout so far, Um, you know, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, we're stacked on offense more than we've been in a long time. And our defense is one of the best in the NFL, hands down. So, yeah, I think it's a really complete team. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to be excited about. Um, Did Josh Allen win everybody over last year or is there still more to prove?
4: There's absolutely more to prove. Um, You know, I think a lot of people love that he definitely has the talent. You can see it there. We just need him to rein it in, but he has the attitude. He's a great leader, you know, but there are just a lot of people, especially people from other team fan bases and analysts that, you know, they just want to point to his accuracy, his accuracy, this, that, you know, and they don't take all of the other little things that go into factoring, you're factoring that in into account. So he's definitely not near one any, you know, everybody over a uh, bills fans. I would say probably the majority, I think we're cautiously optimistic is how you would put the majority of the fan base. There are still people that, you know, they don't think that he's going to go anywhere and they want Tyrod Taylor back. And there are people that think he's the savior of the team and the franchise quarterback. And then most of us are just kind of in the middle. We're hoping he's the franchise quarterback, but we're, we're waiting to see more.
2: When you're talking about the uh, quarterback, you're talking about Josh Allen, of course, he had a really good year last year. With COVID going on, with the chance of somebody possibly getting sick or, heaven forbid, an injury, how comfortable are you with the backups behind Josh?
4: You know, Matt Barkley was the backup last year, and I probably can almost guarantee that he'll be the backup this year. He has a different style of play to Josh Allen. Um, But I think that, you know, if it were for a few games, at least he could be serviceable, especially with the offense that we're building around the team. Um, You know, like I said, the defense that's, they've ultimately kept us in games last year. So I'm pretty comfortable if he had to take over a few games. If he had to take over an entire season, no, probably not. I don't think that we'd, you know, win too many games that way. But definitely for, you know, a short time, absolutely.
2: You guys lost that 107-year-old Frank Gore in the offseason. So (laughs) your running back situation is a little bit different. I know you got Devin Singletary. Uh, I think a lot of people are high on him, especially in fantasy leagues do you think that he's durable and do you also think that he's going to have one of those breakout years where he's going to put himself like etched in the top 10 as far as running backs go?
4: Um, You know what? It's, it's hard because I think, I think Zach Moss is going to be more of like the durable, you know, workhorse kind of running back. And then Devin Singletary will be, you know, mixed in with him and he'll have like those long, he kind of sort of reminds me of, you know, like a LaShawn McCoy almost seven singles, Harry, but probably I think he's just like a, maybe a little bit bigger and, but his vision is great. And that's the fantastic thing about him But year, because I still feel like they're going to use a couple running backs and not just, he's not going to be the workhorse. I don't think that's just where I view it, but I could be wrong.
1: With the talent that was there last year on defense, I think the offense was kind of the uh, second part of that team, right? It was defense first. And now this year with the, all the additions that you'd mentioned, especially, the, you know, guys like Diggs, do you think that philosophy changes and the Buffalo Bills try to become an offensive first team or do you think it's still going to be uh, mostly relying on the defense?
4: Well, I think as Josh Allen grows and the team grows and the offense becomes more comfortable with each other, I think it's going to be a more balanced team. And I think, you know, even last season, I think their rushing attempts and their passing attempts were almost pretty much dead even. So I think it's going to continue like that. I think they want to be a balanced office, but, but offense, but also a balanced team. So it's it can't always be that, you know, the defense is bailing the offense out every game you know it can't be something like that so I think I think they're just going to move towards where you know some games it's going to be the offense some it's going to be the defense some games it's going to be both they're they're you know they're clicking on all three special teams offense defense so I think that I think it does change a little bit because we do expect more from this offense and I'm sure the coaches do as well so
2: a lot of people are picking the bills to win the AFC East especially with Tom Brady leaving New England I'm sure you're happy about that a lot of other fans are but saying that what team scares you the worst as far as competition to win that AFC East. And also what team do you hate the worst in that division? What's your biggest rival?
4: Well, I think that I'd be an idiot to, to not say the new England Patriots are still tops. I mean, I know that the bills are expected to do well. They're expected to probably win the AFC East, but they still have bill Belichick. And he's a genius as much as I can't stand him. And by the way, that is my my most hated team in the AFC East, the Patriots, just because they've they've just done us dirty for so many years. And like, we can't seem to ever, ever beat them. Um, but, but yeah, I think that they're still, honestly, I would still consider them the best team in the AFC East right now until the Bills can prove otherwise. You know, it's like I said, it's a, it's a big, it's a pivotal year. It's a prove it year for this Bills team. You know, can they beat the Patriots finally. And, you know, not just with like a backup quarterback and a bunch of, you know, injuries and things like that, they need to beat them and beat them like solid. And, you know, so that's, that's my opinion. I hate them the most, but they're still the team to beat.
1: Are you comfortable with Sean McDermott for the next five years?
4: Oh, absolutely. Hands down. I have, there's no question about it. The way that he's taken this team and kind of changed the mentality and he's put the right players in place who not only have, that, you know, the process kind of mentality, but also the talent to do and get the job done and they want to compete and they kind of live, breathe, eat, sleep football. That is what is important, you know, to motivate a team and keep them going, especially in times like this with COVID where, you know, they didn't get as much practice in before as they had wanted to. And, you know, they're they're having to do Zoom meetings like we're doing right now, just in order to, you know, build that, that, confidence in each other and trust and whatever and camaraderie so so I think that he's been extremely important for this team and he knows what he's doing and he can still learn I mean there's still things like clock management and things like that that he has to get better at but he's the kind of guy that will know those things he knows what his flaws are and I guarantee that he's working on them all the time so you know what I've seen so far I'm absolutely comfortable with him the next five years
2: Going back to one of my previous questions where I asked you what team you hated the most, I want to jump in a time machine real quick. I want to take you back to the mid nineties, 25 years ago or more.
4: Okay. The Bills
2: Bills went to four straight Super Bowls and lost two in a row against my team, the Dallas Cowboys. So do you really hate the Patriots more than the Dallas Cowboys?
4: All right. I'm going, I'm done. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, You know what I do? I mean, now I remember the Super Bowls. I was young but I do remember because my aunt was a huge Cowboys fan so we watched those Super Bowls together and she teased me and it was just like an awful experience and I was so angry at her for weeks after each one but I don't know like I feel I always liked Tony Romo so I you know I just I love his work ethic I love him as you know an analyst and in commentator and everything um Jerry Jones you know whatever but As far as what team I hate the most, it still has to be the Patriots because, you know, they're in our division, and it's like we're always like the little brother to the Patriots until we can prove otherwise, and that is such an annoying thing to be in, and it's been like that for, I don't know what, like 20 years or something crazy. So, yeah, for me, it's still the Patriots. I do hate the Cowboys, but not as bad as the Patriots.
1: (laughs) So we're going to end it like this. We play a game with everybody that comes on the 56 Podcast, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the name – of each team in the division one by one I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind all right yes the Buffalo Bills perfection (laughs) (laughs) the Miami Dolphins
4: Miami Dolphins oh um like irrelevant I don't know I just feel like they've been so irrelevant for so long all
1: right uh let's go the New York Jets
4: butt fumble
1: (laughs) (laughs) the new england patriots
4: tyrants absolute tyrants
1: (laughs) there it is all right so for the jets we had to get you somebody official we went and got you harrison glazer uh you can find him at harrison underscore glazer with an s on social media uh he's a jets writer um and reporter actually and uh you know, check him out, man. He's got a lot of good opinions, um, really knows his stuff, and uh, he's a lot of fun to talk to, really good guy. Check him out, yeah, interact all, with him.
2: Yeah, all you Jets fans, definitely listen, because Harrison had a lot of good, promising things to say about your Jets. Now, me and Ellie might not have, but he picked up the slack. Trust me.
1: So uh, I'm going to jump right in. Let's talk about the quarterback, um, Sam Darnold. Are you a believer in Sam Darnold and is the New York – area, believer in uh, Sam Darnold?
5: I would say not only am I, I would say everybody should be. You hear a lot of, you know, stories right now with some Jet fans talking about Trevor Lawrence, which I think is crazy. I mean, you think about just two years ago, they were talking about tanking for Sam, and now they're talking about Trevor. Sam Darnold, by far, is one of the most talented quarterbacks the Jets have ever had. You look at the way he reads decisions, makes plays, matures, the way he uh, sees everything it's just unbelievable I don't think there's ever been a quarterback as talented that's played for the Jets many people would agree I believe so and a great example would be his 5,889 passing yards in just his first two seasons alone are the most ever by any Jets quarterback in just that span and you have to keep in mind he missed six games in that two years
2: right I've got a scenario for you, though, when we bring up Sam Darnold. Let's say that the next two seasons, Sam can't lead the Jets to the playoffs. You know, he's still okay, still a good quarterback. But let's say that you have an option to get Aaron Rodgers. Do you do that? Do you pull that trigger? Because I believe that might be an option coming down the road for the Jets.
5: If you look at the Jets, things like doing things like that in the past, like going after guys like Brett Favre made sense because they didn't have a quarterback at the time. Like I'd say, and I think many Jets fans would agree, Sam Darnold is definitely the answer. But just like, you know, with quarterbacks in the past, with Mark Sanchez, the team matters just as much. You can't let the team erode around the player. And that's what makes a guy like Joe Douglas unbelievable so far. He understands draft capital. He's able to get two first-round picks for a guy that people would be surprised that they can get a second. He gets a guy like Denzel Mims in the second round, a guy that they would think would be gone in the first I definitely think there's a lot of talent there. And I think that, yeah, if you can build the talent around Sam Darnold, he can definitely be the guy that's going to take you to the future. I would definitely say it wouldn't be on him. It would be on people like Douglas putting the right guys around him. And so far, he's been doing that.
1: Are you excited about Mims and Crowder uh, at the receiver position for you guys?
5: Oh hundred percent. I mean, Jameis Crowder last year was just his first year with Sam Darnold. And he had was just 160 yards away from a thousand, which he'd never done in his career. And he didn't have Darnold for three games, which leads people to believe, you know, in a second year with him, more groove, especially in the slot. He could easily put up a thousand yards even more.
1: I can dig it because uh, Crowder came from, of course, the D.C. team over here before he came to you guys. So I know all about him, man.
5: I feel you, man. I feel you. I'm a big Crowder fan. because I think the yeah. slot, like you look at the Jets with guys like Wayne Corbett, it's just such an important position yeah. that just doesn't get enough credit.
2: Yeah. Le'Veon Bell is your starting running back. Didn't do as well as a lot of people liked last year. You guys went out and got the 107-year-old Frank Gore to back him up, which I love Frank Gore. You think, you yeah. think, that, you think that's going to be a running back committee this year? You think they're going
5: to split a lot of carries? <laughs> Oh, without doubt. I mean, that's – it would almost be like an insult, like when the Jets got LaDainian Tomlinson in the past. Sure, they had a great running back, but you give the guy the ball because he's a legend. Frank Gore is, you know, the third most rushing yards in all of NFL history. It's amazing at 37 years old. I want to know what he's doing in his life that makes him <laughs> able to, you know, still get hit by defensive linemen at 300 pounds at that age. It's just incredible. So, yeah, I definitely think it's going to be a rotation both of them contributing.
1: I me ask you Oh, go ahead, Dre.
5: Okay, okay. How big of a loss was it losing Jamal Adams in the lot in the offseason? I think it's important that when you look at things like that, you look at, you know, like the way Joe Douglas did. Draft Capital, Trump's, you know, certain players potential. I was originally, you know, upset with everything going on. Then Jamal started doing the things he was doing and, you know, turned away a lot of fans, insulting them online, upsetting a lot of people. But what Joe Douglas got in the trade is just. Hands down, I don't think almost every Jet fan was, you know, upset that Jamal wanted to be traded. The second the trade went down and they heard about two draft picks, plus another, plus McDougal, it went away. Everyone was just like, this is amazing. We can't do any better because draft capital is just so important. And teams, unfortunately, like the Jets up to this point, haven't been able to understand that. But Joe Douglas is the guy that gets that, which is, thank God.
1: I want you to tell me why the Jets are going to win the division at some point in the next five years. I want you to convince me.
5: Honestly, I I think the division is going to get really good, which is very interesting at this time because I wasn't a big fan of Josh Allen at the beginning, but they're building a good team around him. They're showing off his strengths and using him to what he's good at. So surprised me there, especially with them making the playoffs. And Tua is, if he can stay healthy, you know, fingers crossed, he is an unbelievable talent. So it's going to be a good division, Cam Newton with the Patriots. But like I was saying, I just think Darnold is an unbelievable quarterback. The Jets have completely rebuilt the offensive line. Greg Williams, outstanding defensive guy. I just feel like with all the pieces together, they definitely could be that piece. And there, there's so many other examples I could go on forever if you wanted me to.
1: <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Then Is Adam Gase the guy to get you there?
5: That's the million-dollar question, and I'll be completely honest. He's the only person that I'm not 100% sold on. I wasn't happy when they first signed him, to be honest. I kind of wanted to go in a different direction. At this point, he's considered a QB guru. Darnold really likes him, and I really feel like that's the most important thing. If you have a young quarterback that's maturing, that's developing, if he's happy with the coach and happy with the decision – I want to see how it all unfolds. But then again, you look at last year with the problems of Le'Veon Bell, him outright saying, you know, I'm a great running back. What is happening here? So it's an interesting dynamic. And we're going to – I think people would agree. My biggest critique of Gase, and everyone sees it on the field – he's not the best at communicating to his players initially how he feels. He just kind of keeps it to himself, which is understandable. But then you get a guy like Le'Veon Bell going, you know, why am I not getting the carries? Why is this not happening? I feel like in a way it's kind of the opposite of a guy like, you know, Rex Ryan in that way. We're like, you know, go to the sideline, but it's like, okay, he's my boy. I got you.
2: Jets fans. You're going to speak for him right now. What is the Jets biggest in division rival right now?
5: In division, I got to give it to the Bills right now because the rivalry is just getting intense. I mean, it is a New York rivalry, which for some reason people tend to forget. They are both New York teams, so there is a big rivalry there. The Bills have been feeling, and especially the Bills Mafia, they talk about you know the best team now, they're making the playoffs, they're transitioning up while they feel like Patriots teams are transitioning down. So I see as the Jets getting better, the Bills, especially guys like McDermott, are putting the right people in the right places. So I think that is going to become – a pretty strong rivalry for the next couple of years. Decent to like what you saw with the Jets and the Patriots in like the mid 2000s, like four to like 10, give or take.
1: So let me, let me, let me take that one step further of all the teams in the AFC East, which fan base is the most annoying to you?
5: (laughs) (laughs) I'm personally not a huge fan of the bills and it's, it's a whole, Whole thing. I have a story. I went to a Bills game when I was younger, and I got heckled by a bunch of guys, and it, it was a whole thing. So i I'm personally don't like the Bills that much, but I know with everybody, it's different. A lot of people don't like, you know, the Patriots, obviously, because Tom Brady was as much as you know, I, it hates me to say he was an amazing quarterback and an unbelievable one. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, what we like to do is we like to play a word association game with the team names in the AFC East. So I'm going to give them to you one by one. You got to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I give you the team name, all right?
2: Okay,
5: okay. I'm down.
2: (laughs) Here we go.
1: (laughs) The Buffalo Bills.
5: Nasty. I would say they play with a mean streak. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad.
1: Miami Dolphins.
5: Uh, That's actually a tough one. Lately, I hate to say it, I would say just kind of low-key not doing too much kind of in the background
1: not a threat is what you're saying right
5: i think that's going to change but <laughs> for the last couple of years they they were going in the wrong direction with a lot of decisions
1: <laughs> all right the new england patriots
5: you want everyone's going to go with you know cheating just things like you know no matter what you do no matter how many times you win there are always going to be that stigma with you because of the decisions you make
1: the new york jets
5: Right now, I feel like I've actually said this to all specifically Jet fans. If you look at them specifically, we're the most resilient fans you'll ever see. Next to teams like, you know, the Cleveland Browns and the Detroit Lions. Because their fans, you know, have been there through the thick, through the thin. They've watched their team consistently, you know, get bad GMs that hire bad coaches and that get bad owners that everyone makes bad decisions just trickling down. So I feel like Jet fans have been waiting for a long time, you know, and they feel like it's going to get good, then it gets bad again, then it gets good, that it doesn't happen. I really do feel like Douglas just so far in the little bit of time he's had, he's proven that he knows what it needs to happen, what it, what it takes.
1: Uh, give us your favorite all-time Jets player.
5: Favorite all-time. For me personally, I would have to say Chad Pennington. I was actually very fortunate and blessed. I was at the game when Vinny Testaverde got hurt and he came in for the first time ever as a replacement and bar that was before he had, you know, both rotator cuff injuries and he still had some zip behind that arm. I still say he was one of the most accurate quarterbacks to ever play, which is why after getting hurt so many times, he could still make those throws. I remember turning to my dad, watching him just first couple of drives saying this guy is going to be a legend. He's going to lead us to super bowls. And, I truly feel like if he hadn't got hurt, he would have been the next Tom Brady. He would have been Tom Brady.
2: All right. I, I got one for you. I want to revert back to my question earlier. And between all of us, we could cut this out of the podcast if you don't if you don't want us to air it. But I need to know your opinion. Earlier I asked you about Aaron Rodgers two years from now. Yes or no, would you take him over your quarterback right now, two years from now, if you haven't
5: had a playoff run yet? <sighs>
2: You kind of danced have, around that. You kind of danced around that one on me early. I wanted to ask you. Again. No, no, no. So I'm,
5: I'll give you that. So, you know, considering let's just, you know, play out, let's just say Darnold hasn't won, hasn't done anything and hasn't, you know, been to the playoffs in the next couple of years. Then it's understandable to bring in a veteran quarterback, but at that point, if he hasn't won or hasn't made the playoffs in that amount of times, then he's proven to unfortunately like so many Jets quarterbacks previous that he isn't the answer. And then it would be like like I was saying previous, where you bring in a guy like Favre, a veteran guy, to hopefully do something before you draft the next. But I really do feel I'm just from what you've seen with Darnold, like I said, these most yards of anyone you've seen up to this point. The talent, I feel like his maturity, his way where he sees something, learns, and then automatically, like, the next play makes the right read. I feel like the right things are there. I just feel like, you know, what Douglas is doing with building a new offensive line, guys like Becton, who's just freaking mammoth among men. It's just, I feel like that, as long as the right decisions kept be getting made, the Jets will have success.
1: So you gotta right. go back in your I'll, franchise. I'll, I'll take that answer. <laughs> you gotta go answer. if you have to go back in your franchise history and get rid of one player, Darrell Revis or Curtis Martin, who are you getting rid of? Saying that they never have played for you.
5: Oh, it's a tough decision. That's chopping me at the knees, man. Those are two great guys. I mean, I love Curtis Martin, so I'd have to say Revis, because Martin was just just a legend, man. I mean, I don't know if you remember back in the day, he used to prepare by uh, – he lived in a hotel – or not a hotel, sorry, an apartment building. And I, I remember he was, like, on the 20th-something floor. He would run the the stairs every single day, up and down, up and down, up and down. I love Curtis Martin, man. I would never give him away. got to be Revis. All
1: right, last question we have for you. What do you want the other AFC East teams to know about you guys this year?
5: The most important thing is I would say Le'Veon Bell, like you mentioned earlier, because he had a bad year last year where he just wasn't used well. But there's two important things to that. One, I don't know if you've, Gase actually came forward about, I'd say about two weeks ago, a month ago, and actually publicly admitted in an interview that he felt like he didn't use Bell to his full potential. I feel like that's important because that only, you know, acknowledges that he made something wrong that he wants to change and do it right. Plus, if you look at guys like Le'Veon Bell, I don't know if you're familiar with the new Different Breed Sports Academy. He's been there. He's been boxing almost every single day. The dude's down to 210 pounds. He's thin. He looks lean, quicker than I've ever seen. I could see him having like a like he did back in 2015, 16, 17, just shredding the NFL and surprising everybody.
1: Dolphins fans, just for you, we went out, we got Mr. Positivity himself, Big E. You can find him online at social media and Twitter at at EN693. Uh, he does a lot of work with dolphins talk.com. He hosts the weekly Finn's two minute drill. Let me tell you something. If you like sports and you like the dolphins, you gotta listen to this guy. Check him out. Um, you know, the first thing I think is it's it's Tua Mania in a lot of places. But I know people like Ryan Fitzpatrick too. Um, is it are, are you guys down there kind of all on board for Tua at this point or do, do
6: some of you guys want to see uh, Fitzpatrick start the season? I think it always depends on who you ask, you know. And, and for for a lot of folks who have followed me on Twitter th- throughout the last twelve months, I was never on the tank for Tua Train because I I never believe that you tank for any one specific player. Um, and then when he got hurt, I when he got hurt, I got a lot, I had a lot of questions regarding, you know, is he going to be able to play football at the same level he played before? So now that we've got him, I'm 100% behind him. I want him to be healthy. I want him to do well uh, on the football field. But like you mentioned, we do have Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I think one of the, one of the huge benefits of having Ryan Fitzpatrick right now is that he, he has such a great leadership when he walks into the huddle, when he's in the locker room with these guys, you know, throughout all of last year, even though we were struggling through much of the year, you know, he was in- encouraging the other players. At the end of the season, when, when we were winning, they were just having such a fun time together. And you could see his leadership come out through many of those games. And, and I think for Tua to get that piece of it from Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't mind Ryan Fitzpatrick starting. I think without there being a preseason and with all these new offensive linemen that we're going to be starting this season, I think they're going to need those first couple of games to really get used to the speed of the game. And I think you want to try and keep Tua a little bit protected, you know, while they're trying to figure that all out.
2: I was watching some of the uh, training camp videos. And during that time I was, while I was viewing these videos on YouTube, there seems to be a possible controversy on whether or not uh, Tua might even be battling for the number two position uh, behind Ryan Fitzpatrick with Josh. Is that actually something or am I just reading into it?
6: No, it's, it's definitely something. Um, Josh Rosen, you know, last year we thought he was going to be the starter last year and he started a couple of games. Uh, if you want to call them games, the debacle versus Baltimore Ravens and the debacle versus the, the Patriots, the first couple of games. And, you know, then Ryan Fitzpatrick came in and, and ne- the coach never looked back, but I think the good thing about Josh, he recently came out and said, I'm enjoying this time. I'm learning. I know this system. I'm going to stay as positive. And when my, my name is called, when my number is called, I'm going to be able to play. So I, I, through one of the podcasts, because I podcast for DolphinsTalk.com, we actually discussed that. And I said, I think right now it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, number one, Josh Rosen, number two, and Tua number three. And I think you know, part of that, if you, have, if you think about it, it's been nine months since Tua was on a football field. You know, he's been playing. He's been throwing. But, you know, going up against defenders, it's been nine months. And on top of that, you're going from a college football team to a national football team. And and I'm sure we've all heard the stories that the speed of the game is so significant in the National Football League versus being in college. So um, I, think, I think going into the season, it would not surprise me if it was Fitzpatrick, then Rosen, then two and number three. So... Looking at
1: the head coach and Brian Flores, I think last year showed me a lot in a positive way for him and how he kind of managed that team through the situations uh, last year.
6: Is Miami on board with Brian Flores? Yeah, no doubt. I, I don't think – there might be maybe one or two people that question some of the things that he does or some of the decisions that he makes. But for the most part, with what he did last year with a team of – Guys that probably will not be playing on the football on the football field this year, he was able to really squeeze every ounce of energy from every one of those players and he was able to get five wins in a season that many people even predicted that we would have zero wins or one win so um, I think a lot of he gained a lot of respect not just from the players but a lot of the fans because of what he did last year but now I think there 's going to be a lot more expectations for him him and Chris Greer this year because Last year, it was the rebuilding year. This year, it's, all right, now you've got some big pieces. It's not 100%, but you probably got about 80 to 90% of the pieces that you want, that you've selected to be on this team. Now now show us what you can do. So I think I personally love what Brian Flores does. I love the fact that he makes everyone compete for their job every single week. He is not going to pick someone just because they're a high draft pick or because they make a lot more money than somebody else. He's going to have someone play on a Sunday, depending on how you practice during the week. Um, And I I mean, and that also goes to show last year, I don't know if you remember, but, you know, after one week of training camp, um, he actually fired the offensive, uh, offensive line coach because he wasn't happy with some of the things that were happening with that. And, you know, how often do you hear that happen? That a new coach comes in, brings in their own set of coaches, and then one week into training camp, you know they fire one of the coaches because they see something that they're not agreeing on or it doesn't make sense. So, I, I I'm excited to see what he does. Um, five wins last year with minimally talented players. I think this year it's going to be a lot better.
2: How excited are you to see Tom Brady leave the division?
6: I'm kind of sad, to be honest with you, because he, I mean, if you think about the way that the Miami Dolphins have played against Brady, except for that, that second game last season, but you know, the way we ended the season and the, the many times that we played against Tom Brady, he hated playing the Miami Dolphins down in Miami traditionally. I think if you look at the history of him playing AFC East teams, the Dolphins really had his number for whatever that reason was. So, and and I know that he is kind of in the twilight of his career. I think is the right right way to claim it. Um, so I, you know, I'm kind of sad that he's gone. But now we don't get to talk about him. Now we get to talk about him down the down the road in Tampa. Um, but you know, I'm I'm very happy that the Dolphins get to play the Patriots the first game of the season. And and I will say that I'm happy Brady's not there, and a lot of other players are not there because I really think they're going to be experiencing some of the pain that 31 other teams have dealt with over the last 20 years.
1: Yeah. I, and I almost think, and you know, you, you got to speak it from being a Dolphins fan, but Cam Newton would make me a little bit more
6: nervous now week one than playing Tom Brady week one. Would you agree with that? I think he brings a different element that, that Tom Brady doesn't have, you know, doesn't bring, he brings that possible running element. I mean, you rarely saw Tom Brady take off and run if he saw the, the hole, but um you know, the interesting thing is that who is the uh who's their other quarterback in New England? I don't his name is uh Oh uh, me. Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham, yeah. So what's interesting is that you know Bilichek said Jared Stidham was the guy before they brought in Cam Newton. So everyone in New England was gung ho for Jared Stidham. Yeah. You know, then they bring in Cam Newton. And here's here's the I guess here's the ultimate question. He went a long way, a long while without being without being picked up by teams. And there were many teams that really needed a strong quarterback. So what I'm interested to know is what is he going to show us when he's playing, if he's starting? Because have they even announced who the starting quarterback is for week one? I don't think that's been made yet. Not yet. No. Not yet. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's still the Patriots. It's still Belichick. So that, that's always on our mind, but I don't know if the fan base is really worried about it, to be honest with you.
2: I'm really high on the Dolphins this year, man. Honestly, I'm not very high on the Bills, not very high on the Pats, definitely not high on the Jets. I think the Dolphins have a chance to really do something this year. How do you think the divisions going to stack up at the end of the year?
6: So I am the uh, I am the uh, the optimist, the eternal optimist. My wife always tells me that that I always tell her every year is going to be the year for the Miami Dolphins. As a true you know true fan that that has aqua and orange running through his blood um but going through last year and seeing what coach flores was able to do with those guys and knowing the new talent that was brought in not just in free agency because we finally did some spending through free agency but when you look at how many players we picked up in the draft and on top of that the new offensive lineman which i think is going to be a key for this team for this upcoming season i personally feel that the minimum floor expectation is 8 wins Um, I think it'll ultimately, I think it will get to 10 wins, Um, you know, and again, that's part of me being a Homer and part of me being an optimist. But if you look at what coach Flores did with these guys last year, and many of those players were again, second string, possibly third string players. And he even got some players to, to, to do more, become starters, not knowing that they were going to do well throughout the season. Um, I think with this additional talent, there's no reason why you can't pick up an additional three, game, three games more than you did last year.
1: Um, so, we, we like to play a game on the 56. It's a word association game. Okay. I'll, I'm going to oh, give I'm, you the I'm name.
6: I'm horrible at these, but I'll try. Oh, no.
1: You're going to be great <laughs> at this. <laughs> I'm going to give you the name of each team in the division one by one. Just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind, all right? Yep. Buffalo Bills.
6: buffalo bills all right hold on let me um one word you said or okay so whatever no it doesn't matter all right fans jumping into tables (laughs) uh
1: the the jets googly eyes (laughs) uh the patriots belichick the dolphins Marino. There it is. Is that is, is Marino your all time favorite dolphins guy?
6: You know, he is. Um, when I first started watching football, which was in the mid eighties, it was because of Marino that I really stuck to it. And you know, I, I'm hoping that it will get back to this someday where, where you know, he was throwing four hundred to five hundred well not five hundred, but he was always three hundred to four hundred yards per game. So it didn't matter if we lost. We all, it was always a high scoring 30 point, 40 point game, and it was always fun to watch versus what we've seen over the last 15, 20 years six point game, three point game, 12 point versus 40, or whatever it was last year. Um, so yeah, it was definitely Marino.
1: Quickest release in the history of football. I mean, that guy was something else throwing that football, man.
6: If he played in today's NFL, I, I, I just can't say how much, how much he would have been able to accomplish, you know, especially with the new rules where, you know, quarterbacks are hardly ever allowed to be touched by the defenders. Um, he, he could have easily broken his own records for single season passes and things like that.
2: I know it's always hard to try to pick and choose who the greatest of all time is in almost every sport uh, because every era pretty much has the greatest of all time. But me and Lawrence had a debate recently Best quarterback of all time. I went with Brady. He went with Peyton Manning. Who you got?
6: I'd probably go with Brady, especially right now. I think it would be hard not to not to go with him. You know, especially like what he did in the Super Bowl with Atlanta a couple seasons ago. Um, you know, just he made everyone around him better. And you always thought that his wide receivers were were no name wide receivers. He re, rejuvenated Randy Moss's career. You know, he he made Edelman a, a household name. Ah, uh, he really brought the best, and I mean Gronkowski was another one that had Brady not been there, he probably wouldn't have s- seen the success that he saw. Um, and you know, and it hurts me because I want to say I want to say Marino, but then you know that's just that's just not right based on he's done it for twenty years. You know,
1: if Marino had three Super Bowls, would you feel comfortable saying Marino was the greatest of all time?
6: I think <clears> he. I, I think it would be a very hard conversation because again, it depends on the era that you're in, right? And, I mean, if he had he won three Super Bowls back then um, versus winning, how many did Brady win this and so far? I think six or seven six. Super Bowls that he won with the Patriots. Um, you know, again, I, I think I probably would stick with Brady. And, and I think if you were to ask Marino that question, he'd probably, he'd probably give a lot of credit to, to Brady as well. Okay.
2: That's I've fine. got a side question. It's not, uh, I'm going to put football aside for a second. By any chance, were you ever a wrestling fan? WWE.
6: I have watched wrestling. Uh, I used to be WWF a long, long time ago. <laughs> uh, you know, with Hulk and uh, the Giant, uh, Andre the Giant, and some of those. But then I kind of, kind of died down a little bit.
2: Okay, who is the greatest wrestler of all time?
6: Oh, Hulk Hogan, of course. Oh,
2: man. come on. Come Rick on. I, like I, Rick I, I, went with I the think.
6: I think without Hulk Hogan, you would have never gotten WWE. WWF would have never been as popular. Um, you needed him to really jumpstart that entertainment business. Yeah. Now I have a question for you guys. Yeah, what do you got? I saw this on Twitter today. Actually, is wrestling a sport? It's uh, it's acting.
1: I mean, it's athletes that are participating in acting. That's what it is to me.
2: It's entertainment.
6: That's, that's it. Yeah. Cause it's, it's all choreographed. We know that, right? We know it's all choreographed. Who's going to win, who's going to lose is already predetermined before it starts, but it's still a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. But see the thing with things being a sport to me is everything has to be unpredictable. No matter if it's golf, you don't know what's going to happen when you hit your ball in golf. Right. True. You know, even with wrestling, every move, almost every move is basically planned out ahead of time. So it's, it's a choreographed, Aggressive dance, See, the, but it's a lot of
2: fun. The only thing I go to, the only thing I go to, when when you talk about sports, you know, it's got to be uh, competition, competitive. When you Truly think about WWE and wrestling, it's still it's still a competition. Now, whether whether or not the outcome is predetermined, it's still a competition to whether or not these guys can build their character above somebody else's to gain that spot. So, I mean, it's not necessarily a sport, but man, it's not far off.
6: Agreed. I just realized something, too. I never told you who I thought was going to be first place in the AFC East. It's, I, I was thinking about that. I think it's going to be the Bills. I think the Bills have a very strong team. I, I do. I, I, you know, they're probably in our, our they were our nemesis from the, the 90s. But I'm thinking that, you know, they built up a strong defense. You know, they, they've got a solid quarterback. Um, so I think it's going to be them as number one. I do see the Dolphins as number two with the Patriots at three. And then the Jets as four. Yeah, I mean, that has
1: to be the way.
6: But you got to go that way,
1: given their success last year, right? And they didn't really – they got Stephon Diggs as an addition, right? Like, right. I, the, the thing that confuses me about the AFC East is the fandom for um, Sam Darnold. I don't get it. And, and maybe I don't watch enough Jets games, but, you know, football football's so weird in that, like, if Sam Darnold were in, let's say, the NFC East, they'd be talking about replacing him by now you know, or, or maybe um, the NFC West or something like that. But
2: unless, it, unless he was, unless he played for the Washington football team, then he'd yeah, be uh whatever. A, a whatever.
6: <laughs> Here's <laughs> well, what you, and, 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 you know, we had Gase for a couple of seasons. And the thing about Gase is he's very loyal to his quarterback. yeah, Very loyal to the quarterback. And that's to a fault in some cases, so he will not, you know, and he was known as the quarterback whisperer, you know, when he came to the dolphins and, you know, he had Tannehill, but what he forgot to do was get an offensive line to protect Tannehill, you know, which is so important. And then it ended up getting Tannehill hurt because he was getting knocked down at, at, in record numbers for season after season. Um, and then he goes there and he's now got Sam Darnold and he's not, he's, he's going to end up getting fired as a coach because he's going to stick with Sam Darnold. And, and to your point, Lawrence, he has he has not shown anything special. Yeah, he's got a few throws here and there, but I think his decision making is very very questionable, and his inks, instincts are very very questionable. Um, and thanks to the Jets, we got our first win last year when uh, they came down to uh, when they came down to Hard Rock Stadium. So I was glad to be there to see that. Yeah. Me hey. being
2: from West Virginia, I didn't think he was too. I don't think he's too much of a bigger uh, big step up from Geno Smith, but I don't like Donald either.
6: Yeah, no. And then I don't know if you heard, but today they announced that uh, Le'Veon Bell got some reps with the second team today. Um, Frank Gore actually is playing as a starter right now.
2: Listen. Frank <laughs> right Gore, 107 years old and still trucking, man.
6: I said And Gore yesterday. loves him. Like yeah. I said, Gore is or um, Gase. Gase, is, Gase is loyal to a fault to his people, to the folks that he's worked with before.
1: Coaches can't do that. We said this yesterday on social media. Le'Veon Bell is the Ron Artest of the NFL where like Ron Artest with like the Pacers or the Bulls was amazing, but it's everything that's off the field that grabs his interest. That's going to prevent him from ever materializing into what he could have been. I mean, Le'Veon Bell was on track to be one of the all-time greats.
6: Absolutely. And
1: then Le'Veon Bell started dropping rap albums. Le'Veon Bell started getting in trouble hanging out with his friends off the field. It's the same thing that Ron Artest went through. And it, it sucks as a football fan because he is such an elite talent and no matter who you root for, you root for greatness, right? Yeah. You want to see greatness yeah. happen so that you can either love it or you can hate it one way or another, but as long as it's something great, it pulls you in and he's just so unconcerned with football, and it sounds like he's he's been really, really slow running the ball at camp like his speed's not there yep, he's a running back, his shelf life is short, it might be over for him,
6: you know yeah, and the one thing he he didn't do was um he didn't appreciate the experience that he had in Pittsburgh yes and you know Pittsburgh they if you think about the running backs that they've had throughout the years they really they bring them in and they build them up to be great running backs and they bring in offensive linemen to make those running backs look really well along with the quarterback of, yeah. of course too mm-hmm. um, but you know it made Le'Veon extremely extremely popular not just for running but for also pass catching he goes to the jets. They don't have the same culture. They don't have the same setup as Pittsburgh. And that's why you're seeing him struggle. And I, I anticipate to see him struggle again this year, you know, yeah. especially, especially if he's going to be splitting carries with gore, you know? Oh, man, Yeah. I,
1: what a fall from grace though, man. And I guess that's a lesson learned about chasing money. Cause he set out a year cost himself 15 million or something like that. Right. Yeah. And then went yeah. to the jets and now his career might be over. It's like, man, sometimes it's not worth it. Just, you know, it, because I think, you know, $15 million is not bad for a running back in the NFL nowadays. And, man, like you said, he gave away, like, you know, the grass is not always greener, man. You know, you got a situation that's built for you to succeed. Sometimes you got to take that into, uh, into account. All right, so we went and got back up for the Dolphins. We had to holler at our girl, Ilse, at Ilse Noni online. Check her out, man. She's a lot of fun on social media really good, really strong opinions about the NFL, and she loves her Dolphins.
2: Yeah, it was a really good interview. We had a lot of fun with Ilse, man. And the best part about it, everybody tune in, because she's going to serenade us a song during that interview. It was amazing.
1: Let's talk a little bit about the Dolphins, because I see you're you're a huge Dolphins fan, right?
0: Actually, yes, I am. I am, and... You know what, I'm. I'm sometimes I'm, I'm being like uh, kind of bullied, right, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for being a Dolphins fan. And even more because uh, here where I am from, um, I'm in, in Chihuahua, Mexico. And, um, you know, football is uh, getting all over the place, but Dolphins are not, uh, well, are not <laughs> okay. yet like that kind of uh, team that is very popular, you know. We yeah. still have have the, the pats on our backs and Steelers and Cowboys and, you know. But, well, we are standing still, strong, as every Dolphin is, right? That's
1: right. That's right. You hold your ground out there for the Dolphins, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: and, and, and I'm a Cowboys fan, so what, what does it take to try to get you to switch over? We, we need some more fans. So You need to switch over from the Dolphins to the Cowboys. What's it going to take <laughs> for that? that?
0: Um, you know what? Well, the thing is, I guess, is that when, when one is a Dolphins fan, you think like you're the only one at the beginning. Like, uh, I don't know anybody who is a Dolphins fan. I'm all alone in here. But uh, suddenly over time, when when you show off to, to the world, right, as a Dolphins fan, you see that uh, we're actually a little bit more of what everybody would expect. But, yeah, Cowboys are, are, are all over the place. They so, they're invaded us.
1: Yeah, they're annoying. It's okay. You can say
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know
2: what? What's that?
1: <laughs> yes,
0: they, they are sometimes.
2: <laughs> who, is, who is your favorite all-time Miami Dolphins
0: My all-time Miami Dolphins player? Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, definitely I, w- I would start with Dan Marino, of course. But also, uh, I cannot... Um, well, I must say Bob Greasy, of course, yeah. and uh, the the Duper and Clayton Mikes, right? Of course. Yeah. Um, I also admire uh, Jason Taylor a lot. I mean, I became a fan. Well, I, I'm not that old, but I'm not that young <laughs> either. <laughs> I'm, I'm in, my, in my 30s, so... I, I never had the opportunity to actually see, I mean, in all his glory, uh Dan Marino. I, I saw a little bit more of Jason Taylor, yeah. but I, I didn't have the opportunity to to have this like these fresh memories of, of Dan Marino.
1: He was great right. though. I mean we're yeah, we're in our thirties too, so don't feel bad. We're here with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, excellent. Hey, you can yeah,
2: and uh, I'm still in my twenties. Speak for yeah, yourself. Right yeah right
0: right. (laughs) (laughs) okay perfect yeah we're we're young in here everybody's young
1: (laughs) so are you excited about the season coming up
0: of course i am and you know what um i i have been uh, performing a few interviews uh these days or well this past month or months um with some some uh anchors uh, here in mexico and from espn international and, um, well, they're, they're Mexican, but um, they, some of them are insiders, and they are very well-informed about everything that is going on, on the NFL. And, um, you know, everybody says, everybody, uh, every time I say that our Dolphins are going to be at least 8-8 this season, everybody says, like, come on, I mean, you're crazy. <laughs> How, how is this going to happen? And and I just t- tell them, you know what? Um, we are way better. I mean, way better. There is no comparison to what we were last season. And even though we were very bad like last season, we were in a very, very bad place. Uh, we still uh, pulled that five eleven, right? I mean, yeah. everybody was expecting us to be uh, zeros, right? But um, we did it at the end. And I honestly, as a realistic, but also optimistic fan, I think that we're going to be eights and maybe why not with everything that is going on, right? I mean, you have seen the training camps, you have seen all the talent that we have that that we acquired via draft or uh, free agency or all the trades we have been uh, doing lately. And, um, I know that that with our surprises because we're a team that surprises a lot, yeah. right? For for good for for bad, but we do. I think that we we could why not maybe um, give give the bills a hard time. There it is. Yep. Yeah, right. totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think. I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna... I got a question for you. How excited are you
2: being a, a Dolphins fan and AFCE seeing Tom Brady leave that division?
0: You know what? Um, uh, I, well, for almost everybody, he is like the best quarterback of the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. But not to me, honestly. Not to me. I don't know if, if it is because I hate him so much because <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I'm biased, of course. But but um I think that uh he he was not I mean he's 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 good of course he's good he's great I cannot say that he's a bad quarterback because he isn't but he uh, there there's other uh, other quarterbacks that are as as good as he is maybe um not with the same head coach which I hate to but uh, well he's good again I mean I have to admit it. Um, I would mention, I don't know, uh, Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, of course, and and, uh, I think that they're as as good as he is, but they haven't had um, maybe the same um, team to support them or uh, something has has gone bad, uh, something has happened that that they uh, haven't been able to achieve those uh, same uh, goals, right? Right. I'm, not, I'm not happy because he's gone. I mean, not, 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 not because of the game, not because of our performance, because, as you know, guys, almost every year, almost every year in, in these past 20 years, we have been their obstacle to have those two games uh, or those two victories right. in the division. So I don't think that that is going to make a difference. I mean, we, we beat them anyway. at at least once right
1: right right yeah good answer
2: good
1: answer are the Patriots the team that you hate the most in that division or is there another team that that really uh
0: you know what I guess they are I guess they are and maybe for some time just uh just for some time uh the Ravens when they they beat us a 40 to 0 I don't know if you remember that of course when Kiko (laughs) Alonso well but Kiko uh Bait Joe Flacco so badly that I forgot about that zero so
1: yeah yeah but
0: but totally totally Patriots yes
1: so what I want to do um to finish this off is I want to play we're going to play a game a word association game I'm going to give you a word and I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind about this uh word all right
0: oh my god I hope my mind doesn't (laughs) betray me okay
1: it won't Uh, (laughs) okay the Jets
0: Poor, poor guys. Adam <laughs> Gase. Yeah, poor guys.
1: All right, all right. Uh, the <laughs> Buffalo Bills.
0: Um, they will find a way to, to blow it off.
1: <laughs> the Patriots.
0: Um, oh, my God. Yikes. That's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, the Miami Dolphins.
0: Perfection. There go. Undefeated undefeated all the way
2: love it that's great okay i got a question for you real quick before we let you go i was checking out your twitter and i seen where you're a backstreet boys fan
0: oh oh my god yes i am almost as much as a miami dolphins fan
2: Uh (laughs) you gotta give up one miami dolphins football or backstreet boys music what are you giving up
0: um really are you doing this to me really oh my god okay um well you know what? I've, I've been a fan of, of the two of them for the same amount of years. Um, but uh, well, how, how do I do this? Um, oh my God, don't do that to me. Uh, well, no, um, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would choose having, having Backstreet Boys performing during the halftime. <laughs> uh yeah uh, during the halftime having uh miami versus uh, what do you like i don't know uh new orleans yeah that super bowl is going to happen there you go and the backstreet boys will perform in there so i don't have to choose
1: <laughs> everybody <laughs> <Right>? wins <laughs> <laughs> what,
0: what? exactly what
2: song are they performing what song are they performing at halftime of the
1: super bowl uh,
0: the super bowl yeah uh they, they're gonna sing all their ah did you well did you know that they have new material
1: Oh, heard yeah. about it? You gonna sing yeah. it for us or what?
0: Of course. Do you want me to? Of Let's course. hear. It. Let's hear. it. A podcast <laughs> okay, choose,
1: exclusive.
0: Choose a song, of course. Go ahead.
1: Your favorite song, whatever it is from the Backstreet Okay.
0: Boys. My oh, my favorite. Okay, my favorite is one of the of the oldies. Okay. And I have one of the news, but but uh, maybe the the maybe people won't won't recognize it. So, um, quit playing games with my heart. With my heart, my heart, I should have known from the start. My heart, my heart. And there you go. Look at you. (laughs)
1: We need So, of course, special thank you to all of our guests that came on here and really lit this podcast up. It's a lot of fun. We got another division that we're working on for you right now. We're lining up those guests, those trash talkers, those those loudspeakers. You know, we like the energy over here. And uh, so we enjoy bringing these to you. I hope you guys keep checking us out again. Follow us on social media. Subscribe to us on our on your podcast platforms. And uh, we'll be there. Catch you all soon.